don't think it's a truck at all. I think we just found a transformer. This is Optimus Primer Button, leader of the auto part junkies. And I'm calling on all auto parts junkies to listen to Nostalgic Radio and Cars every Tuesday at 7 p.m. here on Tantalk. This is Optimus Primer Button. If you don't tune in, it will be the end of the world. Don't turn it off now. You need this stuff. Tampa Bay's Tantalk Radio Network. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer wine, and great desserts. They even make their bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Lager Road near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. Car crazy. Welcome to today's edition of uh, McGuire's Car Crazy. Today we are cruising back to the 50s with the king of customizers himself, George Barris, right very close to where it all began for you all the way back in the 40s. Well, thank you, Barry. Along with your family, we did start way back in those late 40s and 50s. We go back a ways together. Yes, but of course, <laughs> this is where it really started. In the late 40s and 50s, I actually cruised this boulevard, Washington and Sepulveda. Let, let me interrupt just to say, folks, this this is hot rod history. Listen here. I mean, the car hobby was started a long time, long before the 40s, but when hot rodding really began, it was it was in the 40s, and George, we all know, was one of those who made it all happen. All that we enjoy today goes back to the post-war years, and, and right here in Southern California, so much of that took place, and, and, and George, bring those Years to life it's for such, us. It's such a reminisce to me because on this boulevard, I used to cruise my little 36 Ford, you know, and to come down here and go to some Piccadilly Drive-In right here in Washington and Sepulveda is where it started. That's We'd like all, this event traces its roots to right the Piccadilly Drive-In. That's why we said this is where a lot of hot rodding and customs started, right on the Colville City in many different ways. And of course, the fun part about it at Piccadilly is we all go there and change the ideas of what we did to custom cars and hot rods. And then if you got spicy, a couple of the guys would choose off their hot rods and say, okay, let's go racing for pig slips. I love this story of your first thoughts of customizing a car. Tell us that. Well, that was kind of fun because I come from Northern California, a little town called Roseville. My parents had a hotel and a restaurant. My brother and I, we kind of liked cars. He was older than me, so he was able to drive. And my parents had decided that, yes, I wanted to get in the car business. So they gave me their hand-me-down 1925 Buick. 
So I went into the hardware store and I got some house paint and I went to the five and dime <laughs> store and I got mud flaps and then, but the biggest problem I had is that to change the grill, I went to my mother's cabinets and drawers and I took the knobs off of them and I put it on the front of the car, which made it look really groovy with all those gold knobs. The only problem is when mom got home, she'd come and she said, George, what did you do? I can't get into my dresser or my cabinets. You got all the cabinets on my car. So that's kind of how it started. What, what was the original inspiration to get you to want to well, I, there's a lot of things that inspired me, and many of the things were that there's too much chrome on some of it. They were too high. It needed to be lengthened. It needed to be lower. But like I said, there was nothing around. There was nobody to teach you. So to pioneer anything, I, I couldn't go to somebody and say, show me how to weld or customize a fender. No. Show me how to make fadeaways. Show me how to chop a top. I kind of hung around a, a shop in Sacramento called the Brown Brothers, and they taught me how to weld. I went out in his yard, I took some old fenders, and I'd start pounding on them, and I, the only thing you had to work with was a settling torch, a, a suede bag, and a, a wooden mallet to change the metal. So after I got through thinking about it and liking it, then I started changing on my little, I, of course, elevated to a 32 Ford for my 25 Buick. 25 Buick just wasn't the kind of car to customize other than doorknobs. <laughs> and here again, the 32 Ford wasn't an icon of those no, things. You no, no. You, 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 you did a lot to make it an yeah, icon. Yeah, we just had to be inspired enough to get rid of that big windshield and get rid of that nose piece in the front. The thing that really started me is when I did my little 32 Ford, kid in school said, I like that, George. And I said, great, he says, could you put cat eyes in my taillights in my car? And I said, sure. I said, it's going to cost you $10. He says, that was it. I says, now I'm going to do it. I'm going to make, I'm going to become a rich bucks. customizer. $10 to put in a set of cat eye taillights in a 32 Ford. So for money, it finally started me going that way. So then after the 50s, I started saying, well, we got to expand that. I've got to come up with what we call ground effects packages, aftermarket. I would create plastic parts for cars that I would ship to the guy in Connecticut, to the dealer. The dealer then was able to put it on that car with bolt-on like we do in SEMA, yeah. and then customize it right there. The best part was that the customer then could put it on the invoice and pay $30 a month. So now he's got a $5,000 car and, and customized right there locally with a Barris custom car kit, and that's what started ground effects packages and spoilers and air jams and all that. And we're very fortunate that we had such a great following. And then, of course, in the 50s, we were into the movie industry. Of course, the big kick then from the big screen to the 60s came the little screen. We started right off with Beverly Hillbillies in the first of the 60s. Then came the Munsters. Then came Batman and the Monkeys so and the, the Green Hornets. All those, all, those, all those series and all movies. Now we're in every household in the United States. Now the families the can Batman sit there and look at the screen and look at the film and see Batman and monsters and everything. And that inspired them to become more car people. It was great. Of course, the Rat Pack was a lot of fun. Between Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, Sammy Davis, and Pat, we had a lot of fun with the Rat Pack. But then we had John Travolta, even women, Jaja Gabor, Farrah Fawcett. Uh, they were, they were very big car enthusiasts. That's the fun you have when you create something for somebody and the enjoyment they have and the thrill that what you've created for them made it a part of their life, too. Tonight on Nostalgic Cars and Radios, it's... No, it's Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Oh, yeah, that's right. Hi, I'm Barry McGuire, host of Car Crazy Television, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars.
Okay, listeners, welcome. You're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I'm your show host, Robert, and I think I just got pulled over. We should have had a siren going. I just got pulled over because I was texting. So, <laughs> texting while operating a radio show. A texting while operating a microphone and a radio uh, gizmo here. All right, guys. Hey, run your computers in Google, Tantalk1340.com, and we will, uh, no, you will see me live in the studio. I'll be okay here. Don't forget to check out our website, GolfstreamMotorsports.com, and Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Be sure and like us on Facebook, Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and Golfstream Motorsports. If you've missed any of our past shows, you know where to find them. Nostalgic Radio and Cars, right by the podcast. That's it. That's it. And subscribe to our YouTube channels. Now, let's see. Let's go to the Speed Culture Minute. What do we got today, Bob? You got your little computer up in front of us? Do you know how to drive a radio station? (laughs) (laughs) You know how to drive a radio station. That was good. I like you. I like that. That's Lola. Lola Jean, the broadcast queen. Okay, so what do we got going on Wednesday? Wednesday, we got testing to it. I am on the... World famous speed culture app now available on Android and Apple. Yeah, or if you don't have one of those available, just go to your friendly neighborhood computer and Google speed culture app. And uh, which I am, I'm on the website right now. Although I have my phone in front of me, but uh, I'm a little more, more computer proficient, I think. But anyway, let's see what have we got. So test and tune Wednesday night. We have uh, it's time to go racing. That is December second. Is that Wednesday also? When's the second? Tomorrow night. Wow. That's tomorrow. Oh, wow. We're in the Christmas season here we're on the, the Tan Talk in Nostalgic Radio and Cups. Yeah, we have uh, the OTS car meet. I'm not sure what that is. Ah, the Sebring Historics is this weekend. Our good friends at HSR. Maybe with a little luck, Dave Hinton might call in a little bit later. I'm not sure, but he might. But uh, HSR, Sebring Historics, the last vintage race of the year at Sebring. Of course, the big event this weekend is Festivals of Speed. In Orlando, the Jetport Party is Friday night, the Golf Party is Saturday, and the big show is Sunday at the Ritz-Carlton. And, of course, yours truly and Bobby will be there on hand. Bobby will be taking care of all the audio and video and whatever else is going on, and I will just be doing what I do best, and that is talking. (laughs) (laughs) That's about all I'm good at, at. Uh, so I'm told. But anyway... Hey, I got a face for a radio. You're not talented. You're not funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, Lee. Uh, but anyway, then, of course, we also have this weekend is the uh, Bradenton Motorsports. There's a big uh, race going on there this <laughs> Oh, wait a minute. We got the uh, Krispy Kreme Donuts. Oh, that's the Mission Vallejo in California. Darn, you know that pops up all the time. Uh, I say that big talks was doodly squat. Doodly squat. That's right. From the uh, Clint Eastwood movie, Outlaw Josie Wales. One of my favorite movies. Um, Lakeland Cars and Coffee is December 5th. That's over at the Lakeland Linder Airport. Reeves Cars and Coffee. That is this Saturday also. And let's see, now do I click this little thing where it goes next events, right, Bobby? So I'm actually walking you guys through the actual uh, event. Okay, we have the, uh, what do we have here? Oh, and down in Jupiter, Palm Beach International Raceway, the IHRA Summer Super Series. Wow. Okay, now there's something going on here at, uh, I got to find this here, at the Brady Motorsports this weekend. I should know what that is. I think it's the Snowbird Nationals. That's it. I have it right here in front of me, December 5th. So our good friends down there, Alan and uh, Mike Z, will be down there. Check Mike out because he's got some great hamburgers because he runs the concessions down there. Anyway, so uh, that's it for the Speed Culture Minute. Did I do okay on that, Bobby? 
Yeah. I'm yeah. learning. I'm learning. Actually, you know, it's kind of funny because I'm actually kind of walking through this. I'm looking at this because it's pretty cool. Because we joke. You know, I always say, hey, what's going on this weekend? And my buddy Jeff goes, uh, and yeah, Jeff, you're listening. <laughs> he goes, look at the Speed Culture app. You'll find out what's going on. And, of course, you know, you just get so complacent. You go, hey, what's going on this weekend? And we found an event, didn't we? We found an event. That's exactly right. Bobby and I were down at Sarasota on Saturday because we went to the Trump event, the Trump rally down there. And it said that the media personnel needed to be there at 730. So we are there before 730. And then it says, oh, you guys can't check in until 9.30. So then we said, well, what do we do in the meantime? Aha! We went to our handy-dandy Android phones. We Googled. No, we didn't Google. We downloaded. No, we clicked on. We clicked on, right? Is opened. Right? We, we opened Speed Culture. And guess what? We just sit there and scroll through it, and voila! Caffeine and gasoline. And it led us right there. And it took us right to it. Yeah, it was only a few miles down the road. And you know what the best part about it is? They had free donuts and free coffee. What a helpful app. <laughs> that was a helpful app. Yeah, that was. Uh, it even furnished us with nourishment. So not only cool cars, but nourishment as well. And it then, truly is. The Automotive Enthusiast mobile app. That's exactly right. So be sure and download Speed Culture. Available, Bobby? On Android, on the Google Play Store, and for iPhone, on the App Store. Yeah, now, uh, also this weekend, too, I forgot to mention, for all you swap meet junkies like myself, the Sumter County Fairgrounds, it's the first Sunday of the month, so they have their monthly swap meet. So, anyway, so we got a couple, uh, we're going to play some cool music. Now, at the beginning of the show, we paid uh, a little tribute to George Bears, because George Bears uh, unfortunately passed away here while we were at SEMA. No less. Uh, I remember, well, Jeff, Jeff sat there and called me up. He said, while he was in the elevator, somebody told him that. And I was walking to the elevator because I was too busy jawjacking, stumbling and tripling and falling through the casino. But anyway, so uh, he'll be missed. But you know what? He made an amazing contribution. I mean, we have some really cool cars we can think of and some TV shows, you know, the monkeys, the, uh, so what else? The monkeys, the monsters, and uh, the Batman, of course. TV shows that I religiously watched as a kid. But anyway, so that's what's going on this weekend. Now, this past weekend, we, like I said, Saturday, we went to the Trump rally, and we went to the little cars and, or caffeine and gasoline rally. And then we just kind of drove around and uh, meandered back, checked out a couple of car lots and some cars and stuff like that. But on Friday, Friday, this past weekend, was the Turkey Rod Run. So we all hightailed it over there, and there was a ton of cars over there and a ton of parts over there. Didn't buy anything because I didn't see anything over there that I absolutely had to have. If anything, I was more in the posture of trying to get rid of stuff. So I was kind of networking. I was... Pimping the Speed Culture app, as well as pimping my parts. I guess that's an appropriate term. But anyway, so we had a good time over there, and uh, we ran into our good buddy Charlie. And Charlie uh, had mentioned to us that a week before he put on his his cabbage patch, or well, not really cabbage patch, but he had a special show that he put on because he's a big General Lee fan. And uh, so anyway, all right. So uh, we got a guest on the line. Yes, we do. We have a guest coming on this evening, and uh, you know what? Every once in a while, we stumble in and bumble and fumble around, and we always meet some really cool, interesting guys that also have some cool cars. But not only do they have cool cars, but they also have a really cool dealership. So I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening JR, because JR is the man at Jess Toys in Orlando, and he's got some really cool cars. And we met because, you know what he had? He had a really cool Mustang. Yep, it was a Mustang. And you know me, I'm a Ford guy, and I can't pass up a good Ford. So, JR, welcome to Nostalgic Reading Cars. How you doing, buddy? Doing great, thank you. You know, a sport guy's got to stick together. Absolutely. Now, you were at uh, the Turkey Rod Run. Tell us about uh, your fun days. Tell you what, Rod Run was great. It's the best, fastest four 18-hour days you'll ever spend. Uh, beautiful weather this year. 
record crowds, record cars, record attendance. We had a blast. You know, I uh, I got to concur with you because I was absolutely amazed because stumbling through the swap me, which is usually my first telltale sign, I saw a lot of unusual stuff coming out of the woodwork. You know, so that kind of tells me two things: one, the market's decent; secondly, a lot of the older guys are starting to say, you know what, eh, can't store this crap forever, so I guess I better put it on the market and sell it. So it's cool because us younger guys that are you know maybe a year or two behind, we're kind of collecting this stuff now. So, but the same thing holds true for cars. So how? Uh, how many cars did you have on display over there? Uh, we brought nine cars. Uh, we actually picked up another one while we were there, so we went with nine and came home with ten. Uh, we had everything from a 64 to a 96 Corvette, a 67 and 8 Camaro, 57 Chevy, 69 truck. We brought a you know, wide array of cars. Wow. So uh, what were some of the cars you had there? Well, we had a 64, a 65 Corvette convertible. Uh, 68 Corvette T-top, 72 really? T-top. Yeah, we came home with a 96 Collector's Edition Corvette, uh, just around 90,000 miles on it, just absolutely pristine. And uh, like I said, we had a 67, 68 Camaro, both big block cars, uh, and uh, and also a uh, 69 Chevy C10 pickup truck, big block, born with power steering, brakes, and air. Wow. Okay. Now, tell us about Just Toys. Where are you guys out of? You're based out of Orlando, right? So tell us a little bit about Just Toys. Yeah, Just Toys. Uh, my father, Mike, and I, we've been doing this for about 15 years now. We're on the southwest side of Orlando. We're 10 minutes from SeaWorld or the International Airport, so we're real easy to get to and find close to all the tourist stuff. We've got 30,000 square feet uh, full of these kind of cars, everything from $12,000 Cadillacs to $100,000 muscle cars. You name it, we've got it. On the chance we don't have it, we'll find it for you. Wow. Okay, now, are a lot of the cars there on consignment, or do you own a lot of those cars? Or how does the whole program work for uh, at no, Just 90, Toys? Yeah, 99.9% .9 of what we have is on consignment. Uh, if we you know, go to buy it from you, we've got to turn into all those guys you see on TV that try and throw money on the hood and steal your car from you. How we do this is really simple. We get you what you need in your pocket for the car. Anything over and above, that's ours. We don't charge you a monthly consignment fee. There's no storage fees. Literally, we get paid when you get paid. We're on over 350 websites in 21 different languages around the world, so we're getting you the coverage you need. Wow, that's good. Um, now, the other day when I met you, I met you at uh, the Cars and Coffee, the DuPont Cars and Coffee. This was a couple of weeks yep. ago. And you had mentioned to me that you're opening up a bigger facility? We are. We're actually in the process right now of putting the final negotiations on a 60,000-square-foot building we should be in by next summer. It'll actually hold 200 cars under an air-conditioned roof and still have a shop in the back. Wow. Now, just uh, share with our listeners, uh, what do you think your thoughts on the market are? Or your thoughts on the market? Did I say that right? That's bad grammar, wasn't it, Bobby? Anyway, so it's, uh, yeah, share, 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 share with us uh, your thoughts on the market. Because obviously, Daytona was pretty impressive. Very impressive. It, it showed us some good signs that the market is going back up. Uh, the one thing we have noticed is the, the dollar figures are going back up for the cars. But you still have to have the right car. You can't. It's not like 04, 05, 06, where you could just throw a stupid number on a car because somebody was just going to pay it. It's, it's still got to be the right car. It's still got to be worth it. 
but more and more of those people are coming out of the woodwork. Money's coming off the sidelines here in the U.S. The overseas market is huge. Better than 60% of our business goes overseas every month. Interesting. Which country primarily over in uh, Europe uh, buys a lot of cars? Well, you're looking at uh, Sweden buys a ton. Uh, last stats I heard, you had a couple hundred classic cars a month going in there. Um, and primarily, probably just because it takes that long to, you know, get them over on a boat. It takes about 60 days to get them over on a boat. But uh, we sell them to Germany. Uh, we had a 71 duster go to Switzerland, Holland, Finland, you name it. Uh, we also sell a bunch to Australia. We sell a lot of Fords. You know, they love their Fords down in Australia. That's good. They know a good car. Um, sounds like you had a lot of Chevrolets, though, at uh, Daytona over the weekend. We did. Uh, you know, we, we brought our, our Chevy bunch out, even though I'm a diehard Ford guy and I've owned probably 10 different Mustangs since I've been driving. Uh, you know, you, you bring what brings money. And right now, Corvettes, you can never really go wrong with the right Corvette. Uh, 68 to 72 C10 pickup trucks are always gold. So, you know, we brought what we know brings money. Now, uh, you also diddy-bopped on down to uh, Daytona Beach there, down by the Playa Hotel. What, what's the name yeah, of the shopping center the across Playa the street? Hotel and, yeah, Bel Air Plaza. Uh, we call it the show after the show. You'll see another good two, 300 cars down there. Uh, it's quite honestly where a lot of side deals are made. They may not go to the track for the show, but deals are made right there. Uh, we've actually got three deals pending from the show, all from the cars we took down there. That's excellent. That's great. Now, describe that whole venue down there. I've been down there many, many times. This is probably the first year I didn't go there. But tell us, give it, give our listeners kind of a feel for what goes on down at the Playa, because that goes on pretty much most of the night. It really does. Um, there's a lot of people that they won't go to Daytona. You know, the track itself, they'll set up over there 1, 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and it's literally a strip mall parking lot. Uh, there's pizza joints, a Publix, a Ruby Tuesdays, really, that it's all kind of wrapped around. And everybody picks a parking spot, just like a, a giant cruise-in car show. And everybody walks around, networks, and really just starts making deals. I mean, we talked to everybody from 18-year-old kids to 85-year-old uh, men that had a 31, I think, 31 Cadillac for 25 years. So it, it spans all age, age ranges and various types of cars down there as well. It's a good time. How about the Playa Hotel? Because underneath there, they all gather underneath there as well. They do, yeah. Um, it, basically, the, the folks that get to uh, go in there are the ones that stay there. You can't park in there unless you got a room there. But it's, it's great networking because you'll find cars in there for sale as well. Uh, we actually ran into a lot of clients that we've sold cars for in the past that had new cars uh, that were staying there at that hotel. How about the street? The strip's almost like... Uh... If you've ever been to Woodward, it's almost like uh, wall-to-wall cars going up and down because you got the big crews also. It really is. you got the big crews going up and down there. you got to watch it because Daytona's finest have been uh, kind of cracking down on the big burnouts at the stoplights and, and everything else. But uh, I tell you, you will see almost pro-mod dragsters uh, to just your daily driver muscle car going up and down the strip. It really is quite a show. People actually camp out in their... Uh, lawn chairs along the sides of the road just to see everything that goes by. So what's the hottest car you got going on uh, besides the Corvette? I mean, what's the hottest seller? And what price range uh, seems to be moving the most? 
I tell you, price range uh, really it, it's kind of broad, but it's twenty five thousand to about sixty five thousand. Right in that range, uh, you know, is is a very good broad amount of muscle cars and classics and antiques that you can buy. And we also offer classic car financing, to where if you either don't want to take all your cash out of the bank at once, or you know you just need that little extra and it's the car you've always wanted, we give you every opportunity to say yes. In terms of what's hot. We deal in, you know, 20% of what 80% of the public likes. That means Camaros, Mustangs. I can't keep 65, 6, 7, and 8 Mustangs in stock right now. I get them and they're gone. Um, I'm down to a a 68 Bullet Tribute right now. uh, That's a very, very well done car. Uh, Mopars, can't go wrong with the right Mopar. And, of course, Tri-Chevys, your 5, 6, and 7. Um, you know, they're, they're just golden. I've got a 55 post in right now that we just put on sale, uh, down to 52,995 cars done tip to tail, top to bottom. And we also have uh, a 57 Chevy Bel Air with a, a 327 and automatic in it as well. So, you know, you just, those are really the big main things that really move this market. Hmm. Okay, now let's say, for example, somebody wants to buy a car and they don't have all the money. Can you guys help them with the financing and stuff? Yeah, that's really where our financing comes into play. I'll I'll give them a little plug. We primarily use collector car financing out of Ocala, Florida. They can go right onto our website, www.justtoys, with two Ts, classiccars.com. Click on the finance tab, hit apply now. Fill everything out, and in less than 24 hours can be approved and start getting the car of their dreams. Wow. Now, if people want to find out more about Just Toys, where do they go? They go to Just Toys with two Ts, ClassicCars.com. You can find us all over social media, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. They can follow us there as well. But you go to our main website, again, JustToysClassicCars.com. They'll find all the inventory and everything about us. That's great. Now, you're going to be at Festivals of Speed this weekend, aren't you? We sure will. Uh, that's where all our Fords are coming out. The 65 Mustang that you saw uh, a couple of weeks ago, we're bringing that. Uh, we're bringing my dad's 1963 Lincoln Continental Convertible. That oh. is just a gorgeous car. Uh, Inverness green with a cream interior and white top. Just stunning. Uh, we're bringing a 55 Ford Thunderbird that the man has over $100,000 invested in, and a neat little 23 Ford Track Roadster. It's actually a replica, all steel, of the California Beach Racers back in the day. Oh, neat. Neat, neat, neat. That's cool. All right, well, we're definitely going to see you there. I want to uh, thank my good buddy here, JR, for coming on Nostalgic Radio and Cars for a few minutes. Again, plug your website real quick, JR. www.just Toys with two T's, classiccars.com. Now, is that easier than doing the phone number, too? You want to do the phone number as well? Phone number, you can reach us at 407-251-7335. Eastern time, we're open 9 to 5, Monday through Friday, 10 to 3 on most Saturdays, and we are closed on Sundays. All right. got to have a day off to go uh, drag race those cool cars or street race every now and again you know you gotta do that all right jr hey you take care we'll see you this weekend at uh at the ritz carlton at the festivals of speed thank you very much look forward to seeing you again okay take care bye all right uh bub what do we got queued up on the tournament table 
Well, since we had the George Barris thing, and since he did some really cool cars like, oh, maybe let's say the monkeys or Batman or maybe, I don't know. You I, choose. Uh, I got both the well, now Batman mom, theme song and the monkeys theme. Your mom would like the monkeys. It, I think we should play it. Let's here. make your mom, yeah, your mom would be happy about this because she's a big uh, Davy Jones fan. All right. So, hey, you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. This is a little, we're doing a little tribute to. Uh, George Barris this evening, and we're going to play some monkeys. The theme song. Hey, hey, we're the monkeys. All right. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. And people say we monkey around, but we're too busy singing to put anybody down. We go where we want to, do what we like to do. We don't want the time to get restless. There's always something new. People say we monkey around But we're too busy singing To put anybody down We're just trying to be friendly Come and watch us sing and play We're the young generation And we've got something to say Look over your shoulder Guess who'll be standing there Hey, hey, we're the monkeys And people say we monkey around But we're too busy singing To put anybody This is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer one, and great desserts. They even make their bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Lager Road near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. 
Hey, this is Jimmy Shine from SoCal Speed Shop and the host of Car Warriors. You're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Don't touch that dial. Okay, we're back. Yeah, thanks, Jimmy, since we're on the subject of hot rods and SoCal. But anyway, hey, it's time to introduce our uh, next guest for the evening, another good friend of mine. Uh, Stacy King with Lightning Connecting Rods and Lightning, I guess you would call it Lubricants. Stacy, are you there? I am there, Rob. How are you doing tonight? Pretty good. So uh, this weekend's a busy weekend for you. Are you going to be down at the Snowbirds? Um, no, we're not going to make that race this year. We're uh, we're so busy trying to get our, our operation together for NHRA next year that, that we're going to have to skip this weekend. Going to skip this weekend. All right. But are you going to bring your dragster up to Festivals of Speed? I think we're planning on doing that Sunday, aren't we? I talked to um, Jeffy, Jeffy, and and I guess that it's it's off. Uh, there was some some complications he was having that uh, we weren't able to get together on it. And it was short notice, and so we we just uh, planned on uh, pulling back on that situation. Uh, no, I think uh, I got that worked out, but we'll talk about that after the show. But anyway, tell us a little bit about your dragster because that's a top alcohol dragster, right? So give us a little yep. give us a little uh, detail on that. Yeah, it's a it's a legal NHRA top alcohol car, um, 300 inch Murph McKinney built car. Um, this chassis was actually the first chassis ever to run in a five second zone in NHRA. It was uh, Murph had built it for Bill Barney uh, back in the day, and um, it was uh, it was Bill uh, he had bought he had built it for Bill Barney, and um, Bill went out and set a record with it, took it apart, and went to an Allen Brothers chassis, and uh, the uh, we ended up with the car some years later because this car doesn't hardly have but about 50 or 60 runs on it uh, since. But uh, we was an, it was previously an A fuel car back in the late 90s, early 2000s with uh, with my partner Gary Edelman, and uh, and we stopped racing in 2004. But um, we picked the gamut up again, and and we're running full force this year. Super. Now tell us a little bit about because the listeners don't know the difference necessarily. Some of them do, some of us don't. Uh, Top alcohol and top fuel. So tell us the difference between the two dragsters. Top fuel runs nitromethane, um, low compression motor, uh, 500 cubic inch limit, um, and they're they're very very high budget. They'll they'll go through a motor and every run. Um, top alcohol, which is the step down, um, and, and also too top fuel. You know you're talking you know seven eight thousand horsepower, which uh, a top alcohol car runs alcohol, which is uh, Methanol and uh, straight 100% methanol, uh, no additives uh, can be had. Um, I I personally run a roots blower, but a lot of the guys run a screw blower, and um, and they're uh, they're about three or four thousand horsepower compared to our top fuel counterparts. But uh, we can go a whole a whole weekend on a on a motor. Uh, of course, we go through the bearings every run and make sure all that's good. But um, that's a it's it's about a two to three million dollar budget difference per year from top fuel to top alcohol. Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot. It, it, it really is. It's it's just it, they they've made it to where you know the little guy unless he's got a huge sponsorship can't can't even think about top fuel. Wow. Now, as far as physically the dimensions and the looks and all that stuff, are the cars very very similar? Yes, my car is actually uh, it's got a red NHRA tag on it. It's um. Uh, Five ninety nine and quicker, and uh, if I wanted to spend the money, and I could put a top fuel motor in, and we could run top fuel. Matter of fact, it has the top fuel wing stress on it because that's what we used back in the nineties when we ran A fuel. Now A fuel, um, they run in the top alcohol ranks. A fuel means non supercharged, one hundred percent nitromethane. 
which today I think they're 96%, maybe 94%. I don't know what they're running today. But um, we had to have the uh, the wing struts and the canards out front, you know, just like the cop fuel cars did because we were making the torque that they made. We didn't go as quick, but we were making the torque that they were making. So if a top fuel car is running in the high threes, you guys are running what, in the high low four light low fives? Yeah, um I think uh some of the some of the hard hitters out there, uh the A fuel cars, um uh, I think they're running, you know, five twenties, five teens actually. Um if and, and realistically if they would give if NHRA would let them have a clutch management system like the top fuel cars do they can, I'm pretty sure that them naturally aspirated nitromethane cars could, could almost run up there with them. No, that would be crazy. That would be excellent. It, it would, but, you know, it kind of takes their thunder away because, again, that's a couple million dollar different budget. <laughs> gotcha. All right, now tell us about Lightning Connecting Rod. Tell us about your little operation because you're based right out here, Clearwater, Florida here. I am based out of Clearwater, and uh, most of my customer base is out west, um, Europe, uh, Australia, and I don't do much local, but... Um, we uh, we started manufacturing connecting rods in '09, and and uh, we we just started looking at the market and seeing what people were getting for rods, and it was just crazy money. Of course, we were we were a contract manufacturer at the time and struggling looking for something to do. And being racers that we are, I, I started research and development different alloys. I, I kind of got a metallurgist background, um, and I finally got with Kaiser, and they formulated a material for me that worked, and. Um, so it's it's a, our our rods are a complete plate billet rod. They're not forged. Um, we take a you know a big chunk of billet and we manufacture the rod out of that big chunk of billet and and uh, it's not we don't polish our rods. Uh, so when they come out of the machine, uh, any of the tool step over if it has any kind of tool step over or any kind of sharp edge on the rod, we automatically make it a blim and throw it in the box, and uh, that's it. It's junk. So. A lot of the guys, they, they try to polish the rods, make them look pretty, but actually what they're doing is they're, they're taking the, the, the tool machining stepovers uh, because of the machines or whatever, they're, however they're doing their process, and they're trying to hide all the imperfections. And, and unfortunately, you can hide them cosmetically, but you know structurally, they're still there. When you look at a micro, microscope, all the, the sharp corners and edges down inside those tool stepovers are still there, and it just, they're just, they cause problems. Interesting. Now, the uh, rods, when you mentioned Kaiser, am I correct in assuming Kaiser Aluminum? Kaiser Aluminum is American-made right out of California. They extrude our metal specifically for us, and um, we buy a mill run at a time, a couple thousand pounds. We go through that in about a month, and we produce about uh, twelve or 1,500 pounds of chip a week manufacturing the connecting rods for the... Uh, basically, uh, our, our, our biggest customer base is uh, nostalgic top fuel and top alcohol um, out California, believe it or not. Interesting. So what sets your rods apart from uh, anybody else? Um, price, for one thing. Um, our rods are one price. Uh, if a gentleman calls in, uh, a lot of our customers in, in the alcohol ranks, they want uh, uh, every set of two holes, they want a different le- rod length. Um, they, make them, uh, they make them shorter in the front of the motor and longer in the back to compensate for the blower boost. Uh, the boost always goes towards the front of the motor, but and we don't charge any any different for that. Um, I know a lot of the the rod companies. You know, it's a five hundred dollar uh, flat fee for any kind of change if you wanted a different rod length. And and so you know, you can take a twelve hundred dollar set of rods and make them almost you know two thousand dollars by the time a guy gets what he wants. But um, our rods, uh, our our top fuel. I mean, our top alcohol rods that we run 
John Headley up in Pennsylvania runs them uh, religiously, and he really beat our stuff this year. He had um, uh, he runs them, cycles them about forty to fifty runs. Uh, he had one short block this year that that um, he just kept neglecting and kept running. Uh, 75 runs out of a 4,000 horsepower motor, and they finally broke. Uh, all eight of them broke at the same time, but uh, 75 runs on a 4,000 horsepower motor in this industry today is, is unheard of, and a lot of people don't believe it, but John Headley will completely back that up. Interesting, interesting. Now, you you also incorporate a couple secrets there and make your rods a little bit better than everybody else's too, don't you? Yeah, we do things a little different. Um, matter of fact, you can get right on there on my competitors' websites and watch them how they make their rods. They they take one chunk of billet and they put the two holes in it and then they split the cap. Well, that means the grain is still running the same length as the rod, um, and the cap takes takes uh, quite a beating down there. So what we do is we manufacture the rod, we manufacture the cap. Now the cap grain goes crossways of the rod. Uh, so we, we do our serrations. We use a straight serration, uh, and there's a specific reason for that. That's, that's a whole other situation. But uh, we mate the rod to the cap, and we may do all the rest of the machining, and the holes are put in there at the same time. Uh, the problem is, you know, when you, when you start um, putting the holes in and splitting caps and trying to put the hole back in the right place, it just sometimes it just don't work right. Um, I, again, I don't like to talk bad about my competitors, but I've seen some stuff that, that come through across my desk that I just shake my head at. I don't even know how they how they would even let it out the, out their door. Hmm. Well, that sets you apart from them and makes your product a little better product. Tell us about your your oil now. You got an oil that you're working on. Yeah, we were we were actually um, the the you know we were involved with the A fuel deal back in the late '90s, and uh, we were we were working with Mega Power at the time developing their oil, but. Um, we had since uh, got back in this, got back in the uh, laboratory with the with the engineer that we were working with originally, and um, with today's new polymer technologies and and some of the other lubrication lubricities that we actually manufacture ourselves that's not available from the stock market to to put on there, uh, to put in you know as far as a, an additive. But we start with a grade A mineral base, uh, just like you use in cosmetics. It's clear as water. And uh, we start building the foundation from there. We we got two different two different grades. We have a a um, a series one, which is a Thunder Series TSR one. Uh, that's basically for very high horsepower motors. It's going to beat the heck out of the oil for you know a weekend, and they dump it. Um, it's it's a uh, it's a maximum protection. Uh, and when you have maximum protection, you just can't get life. You have one or the other. Um, then we have series two, uh, Thunder Series two TSR two. Uh, it's that's more along the lines for uh, you know an endurance uh, type situation where it's an offshore boat race, you know boat racer where he's going to go out there and he's going to go beat on the oil for a couple hours. Um, same with uh, oval track, uh, monster trucks where these guys get out and ride around, and even your street cars. Uh, some of the street rods um, run our oil, but um, so we have two different series. I mean, a lot of these companies, you know, when you go into Advanced Auto Parts, and I'm not going to say the name, and I can't, but if you look on the shelf and there's a VR1 racing oil. Well, wait a second. What's it for? I mean, you, you know, it's a racing oil, but what's it for? I mean, my oil, if you call me, I can tell you exactly what oil you need for your motor for your horsepower application because one size does not fit oil all when it comes to lubrication. It's interesting because you mentioned a minute ago if, uh, you know, you use a certain oil, and it gives you maximum lubrication, but it doesn't give you any longevity. So explain that a little bit. Tell us what happens with the oil. 
Well, the, basically, that TSR1 was developed for the top fuel, top alcohol market, anything supercharged or turbocharged. Um, and when you get high boost situations, you get fuel in the, in the oil, and uh, it blows by the rings. There's just nothing you can do about it, and it happens. And uh, what happens when you get a bunch of fuel in your oil, uh, if, it, uh, if it doesn't separate, and the next time you fire your car and you hang a valve, uh, your motor becomes a bomb. And if it's a nostalgia top fuel car, uh, you know, where the motor's in front of you, I don't have to tell you what happens. <laughs> but um, our oil, um, it's, got, it's got several lubricities in it that we manufacture ourselves in-house. Um, and it creates a situation to where by the time you get your car back to the pits, you should be able to pull the pan, and the fuel has already pushed itself all the way to the top. You dump the fuel off, go through your bearings, put your pan back on, you're ready to run. You don't have to dump the oil and wait two weeks for it to separate. Um, of course, you know, with that situation, um, the lubricities just don't last. And uh, we're, we're asking, we're pushing the envelope, we're asking these chemicals to do things that they're not supposed to do. And, um, you know, after, after about four or five runs, that you really, really should dump the oil and put some new in it and uh, let it do its job again. Because, you know, it's just like a worker. You work a worker, you know. 15, 20 hours a day, and he's, he's just not going to last very long. <laughs> okay, that's a good analogy. I like that one. Okay, so so the average guy out there really doesn't know how important it is to change the oil or to even use the correct oil in the correct weights with visco- and uh, proper viscosities, right? Exactly, exactly. I mean, it's such a misconception. I mean, um, you know, the uh, among of my competitors is a, is a wonderful product, um, is one of my main, uh, uh, you know, thorns on my side because they have a really good product and it's a it's a purple in the name but um they they have a really nice product but again it's 14 dollars a quart um my oil is never that much if you buy it by the case it's like 1050 a quart delivered to your door um shipping included uh, if you can get it all the way up to the drum you know these racers that, uh, that they want to buy a drum well then you know ship to your door you're at six dollars a quart so you're you're right you're right in line with with the uh, the VR1 that you would find at your local advanced auto parts, but it's so much more than just what you're going to get off the shelf. Now, you also have another oil for guys like me that run diesel trucks. Tell us about that. And is that available on the market? How do I go about getting it? It is not available yet. Um, okay. It's still, actually, it's still in, 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 um, in, in research. Uh, we've, ran, we've got about 2 million miles on this oil. We've, we've brought it back. We've put it in the lab, and we put it through the viscometer, you know, the viscometer and, and checked the cytostokes and all that stuff, and it seems to, seems to be working well. Um, there's a couple of changes that we want to make chemically because not only do you have to think about lubrication, but you also have to think about what the lubrication is doing to the metals inside your motor, um, uh, such as our, our TSR1 in our top fuel cars. Uh, we used to have this uh, uh, lubrication in there. It was very good. It was awesome. But the only problem was it would attack the aluminum cr- and, and it would it would cause it to, to, to get black. So we had to discard that and start over again. So not only do we have to, you know, make sure that the injectors work correctly and the bearings are, are nice and lubricated, we have to make sure it doesn't attack the coppers and the head gaskets and, and all that stuff inside the motors. And that's kind of where we're at right now before we release this oil. See, that's interesting because people don't really know about all those things, not to mention talking about the diesel because there's sulfur in the in diesel. So that has another yeah. chemical reaction, doesn't it? Absolutely. I mean, it's it's such a, it's, you know, it, you got to look at, you know, it's like standing in the middle of a room. you got four walls and every one of them is doing something different. you got to make, you got to stand in the middle of a room and make them all happy. <laughs> you got to make them all happy. Now, if people want to find out a little bit more about uh, 
lightning uh, products. How do they go about doing that, Stacey? Um, you can go to lightningconnectingrods.com or you can go to lightningracingoil.com. Um, both of those will take you to our parent site, and you can choose your brand or, or just simply give me a call. Um, I'm at the phone eight hours a day, and... And be glad to answer anybody's questions. Super. Now, while we're on the subject about uh, social media, <laughs> uh, I talked to you the other day about uh, Speed Culture app, and you uh, and we're thinking about doing some sort of a partnership thing. So, tell us a little bit about your thoughts on Speed Culture. Yeah, you know, I tell you what, I, I you know, I talked to you, and then I talked to Jeff, and and I went ahead and, and put it on our Facebook page. We have a Lightning Facebook page. If you're out there and, and on the Facebook thing, but. Um, and I tell you what, I, I personally had calls from some of my customers all over the country, and they're like, "Wow, this is a this is a really cool thing," you know. And 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 I told them, I said, "Well, just go in there and and, and load the app for free." And because a lot of these racers, you know, if they go somewhere, you know, and and the car breaks and they got a couple days to blow, I mean, they can look around. They go to different car people. So you know, what's better than go down to the local car show and walk around and see something new? And uh, you know you don't know anything about these car shows unless you unless you have this app. And I just think it's a I think it's a really cool partnership ship that uh, you know we could get together and, and do something. Absolutely, looking forward to that. So, what else does uh, Lightning Racing Products have uh, in store for uh, for future customers? What else okay. are you working on? It's, it's, it's amazing you mentioned that because this weekend, um, Walter Drakeford from Real Speed in Clearwater is debuting our um, automatic transmission fluid, full synthetic. Really? Um, now, for, this, tell everybody, who, for, for all those who don't know, Walter is a Ford guy. Okay, Stacy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he's a Ford guy. <laughs> but, yeah, he uh, he's, he's a heavy hitter, and uh, I think it's called the Real Street um, uh, series or, or real, real, real Speed, isn't it, or something like that? That's yeah, the name of his company. The name of the business is Real Speed, but I think the class is called is it called Real Street or something like that or Ultimate Street? I can't remember what it is, but it's it's a big nitrous motor and a in a Fox body Mustang with uh, I think it's got a ten inch tire on it, and he'll he'll carry the wheels almost half track. But uh, he's a, he's a pretty heavy hitter. I think he's won seven or eight times this year already, and he runs my oil specifically. Super. Um, but yeah, we we just debuted the ATF, and uh, it will it will be uh, available on the market January first. Um, we had we put that stuff through uh, the ringer, um, and the reason why we were looking at an ATF is because we use a what they call a Lenco drive in our top alcohol car. We don't use a clutch. We're not a conventional. We're not kind of like conventional what everybody else is doing. But the Lenco drives are um, a planetary style transmission that runs a converter and a pump. So. Uh, what happens is, is that oil just in that Lenco drive it gets very, very hot, and um, and it breaks the transmission fluid down. I think at the end of a run, you know, our transmission 750 degrees, you know, on the outside temperature. So, you know, at the converter, it might be 1200, 1500 degrees if you're up on the training brake very long with you know 4000 horsepower pushing on. And we just couldn't get anything. I mean, Redline, uh, oops, I shouldn't have said that, but they work pretty good, but. Um, it just wasn't there. I mean, two runs and we were changing it, and it was just not good, not any good. So we, we set out and, and, and built our own transmission fluid. Well, that's great. Now, you know what they say, necessity is the mother of invention. So obviously, because you guys do your own thing, you come up with uh, some really cool connecting rods. you got some really cool fluids out there for uh, race cars and, uh, and potentially diesels, which I'll be one of your customers, yep. and automatic yep. transmissions. So that's really cool. 
Definitely, you know, and I tell you, Robert, that's that's the whole reason why we're doing what we do. We're, we're looking at running the NHRA trail next year. I want to be out there with my customers. I want to support them, um, you know, and, and, and I'm right there. I mean, if you know, if a racer is not happy with my product, I'm there. You come over, you tell me. We get situations taken care of because uh, in today's, uh, you know, media, uh, internet media world, if, if somebody's not happy, everybody hears about it, but you don't hear about anybody that's happy, but... You know, we want to be out there with our guys, and if they if they come across the need, you know, maybe something we can help them with. Super. Well, Stacy, we're about up against the clock. I want to thank you for hanging out here with a little bit, and maybe maybe the uh, Lightning Lubricants, Lightning Oils, Lightning Connecting Rod team can team up with the Speed Culture team, and we can go on tour we're, with we're a dragster. Yeah, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. I think it's going to be an awesome deal. All right. Well, hey, Stacy, you take care. Thanks a lot. Go ahead and plug your uh, lightning uh, lubricants one more time. Lightning racing oils and lightning connecting rods. Lightningconnectingrods.com and lightningracingoil.com. Super. Or you that can works. call me, 727-733-2054. All right, Stacy. We'll see you this weekend. You take care. Thanks, Rob. Hey, I want to thank all my listeners for tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. You can hear us every Tuesday evening between 7 and 8 p.m. for the most legendary and fascinating names in motorsport. Don't forget to check out our website, Gulf Street Motorsports. And if you missed any of our past shows, podcast, Nostalgic Radio and Cars, we will see you at some of the car shows this weekend. We've got HSR, Sebring. we got an auction this weekend. we got Cars and Coffee this weekend. And we have the Festivals of Speed this weekend. And I want to thank my guests, Stacy King and JR from Just Toys. In the meantime, stay tuned, stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. Telling tales out of school, but there's a feller in there who'll pay you $10 if you sing into his can. Downtown Dave. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. They broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa Bay. WDTF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills, Tampa Bay. Listen. You dumb cracker. I live in your heart.